You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Uh, I'm out of town at the moment, so we've got a special guest um, stepping in. We got my buddy Jay. What's happening? What's up? What's up? Big week. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I mean, I think is is Elon our last hope to save the universe, to save the world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Pe- people certainly think so. I, I mean, I, I, I'm on board. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody that can do it, I mean, the guy is. You know, he shoot, I was reading an article today in the paper, actually. They're like, you know, they talked to some of the investment banker guys and stuff that, that worked with him on this deal because it kind of came together within a matter of weeks, you know? Dude, it was so fast. Yeah, and um, they were saying that despite him coming across as this, like, you know, John Wayne cowboy, that he was actually very easy to work with. He took a lot of advice. He was very subdued. Um and uh, he kind of let the he kind of took the old Sam Walton approach and let the pros be the pros, you know, which was su- kind of yeah. surprising to me. But it, but really though, I mean, look, just because he says some wacky stuff on Twitter, uh, I mean, he's running giant companies like help create PayPal. I mean, he's not a lunatic. You can't be and do the things that he's doing. He's like a precision agent of, you know, um, engineering. But yeah, like, I mean, what I do mean, you think he's He's just going to wait in there and be like throw down a bunch of suitcases of $100 bills and be like, what is it going to take? Let's fucking do this. That that doesn't work, bro. That's how I've done all my business deals. <laughs> this is, but that's amazing to me, though, that people still like put him in this light of like, that's, that's how he, like, I think just there, there are people out there that just want to create a narrative that he is like this unstable you know, lunatic. I I feel like everything he does is carefully calculated in a lot of ways, even down to the point of smoking weed on Rogan's show. Like, I'm sure he sat with some friends that he trusts and and had, like, a little board meeting about, like, okay, this will probably come up. What do you think would happen if I did this? Who knows? Maybe it's all off the cuff, but... Yeah, I I mean... I I, I wouldn't put it past him. For, for sure. I mean, he didn't get where he is. And you know what? The other thing, kind of off topic, I, I to do a little research for, for being on this with you, and obviously I, I do a lot of reading of the paper, but I kind of lost track of the um, the billionaires list. And boy, did that shit go crazy fast. I, I mean, oh, dude. <laughs> for, for the longest time, it was, you know, uh, the richest guy in the world. F- funny, you know, I love my anecdotal uh, side stories. You know that. Uh, but the richest guy in the world for some time, I remember, because my buddy actually spent some time with uh, 
with him and, and his family in, in, uh, on a boat in Acapulco was uh, Carlos Slim, the, uh, the Mexican tech guy, you know. And uh, he was worth like $60 billion, right? And then it was like uh, Bill Gates and, you know, a few of the other guys. And then all of a sudden now all the richest guys are like $250 billion, $300 billion. And it just happened overnight, it seems like. I was looking at the list, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, they were teetering around like $60 billion forever. Forever, yeah. It, there's even like a French guy that I think owns like Renault or something, and, and he was there. But COVID shot Bezos into the $100 billion spot, and then out of nowhere, Elon just completely destroyed it. Obliterated it, absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. and now that's it. I mean, he's buying this amount that he's buying Twitter for still leaves him like well at the top. Of, yeah, well, uh, I mean the the fact that you know he had to find a way to put that money together so quickly, and you know even some of the analysts were talking about, well, like where's he actually going to get this money because they wanted it to be a mostly cash deal. And uh, what I read in the paper was that he got most of it like financed. Uh, into cash, which is not an easy thing to do, even for somebody who has that kind of money, especially when you're talking about a $40, $50 billion deal, whatever it was, $44 billion, I think. Yeah. Imagine if he just threw his debit card down on the table and he's like, here's the pin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is it is that black American Express. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, come no on. Doubt. There's no limit on that, right? Yeah. Another great story this week is, uh, so Spotify released their quarterly earnings um from i guess what's that january to like the end of march or whatever and they it, you know everybody's been watching this because of all the controversy over christmas with rogan and like the cancel spotify thing and people leaving and neil young being a dork and you know so they're like oh they're gonna, there's going to be a big loss but well, they've made a two million subscriber gain which is exactly the number excuse me additional that rogan has been seeing on his podcast so it seems unless i don't understand some mafia which maybe maybe there's more to it it seems like rogan single-handedly created their um quarterly boost with purely his subscribers like almost forget all the music well that's i mean i contributed i did my part bro Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a little late to the game, but, you know, here I am. That's it. Ten bucks a month. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I it's... wasn't sure what I needed to, like, what were the prerequisites of this? You know, I, I was like, do I have to, I mean, I'm recording with you now. I think I'm supposed to have some, you know, stash of uh, squeef here to, to, to toke on. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I didn't get my DMT in this week, so I don't know if I'm fully, <laughs> fully ready to go uh, to talk Dude. about Rogan's podcast, but... Well, we'll get you some alpha brain. That That's a positive nootropic. That's a drug you might actually do since you don't do any or drink, which kind of goes against the philosophy of this podcast, so you may get fired. <laughs> I did for, the qu- right fired now. already. What are, we, what are we, six minutes in? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, six minutes. Yeah. But think about that two million jump, right, on average over just a few months. If you took just that many, and you know, I'm in the podcast world, like I know enough about what it takes to make, um, or like what numbers like resonate with in the podcasting world, that 2 million alone would make literally probably the second biggest 
podcast show on the planet if it was separate to Rogan, but it was added to his. It's just crazy the numbers that he's getting. It's like, that is a a massive jump. I mean, I'm going on about it, but it actually is so ginormous, like what he's putting together. And since we do this show, it only makes sense that I talk about it. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's it, let's jump on to the first guest. So we've got. Wait, well, I, well, I had I had I I had a news story for you that I thought you'd appreciate. I just pulled it aside since I knew you were going to do a little news. Oh, uh, do it. So I, I, this was in the paper yesterday. I'll read it to you. A woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest and fell in while trying to retrieve it has been rescued by firefighters in Washington. Manly said she disassembled the toilet seat and used her dog leash to try to get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. That effort failed, and she fell into the toilet head first. That was the best best news story I saw all week, bro. I just picture this girl fishing for her cell phone in the outhouse, you know, with her dog leash tying all like she's Indiana Jones trying to get it. Uh, Sorry, I just... some lady just fell into some shit. Head first into a, into into a an outhouse full of shit, trying to Where retrieve did this happen? her cell phone in a in a national forest park in in Washington. I can't imagine that they get out there and clean those very often. So there's got to be at least four or five months worth of shit in that thing. Ah, oh, that is so maybe that's maybe that's a thing that you do from now on is find find very important, hard hitting news journalism. Yes. Right? Can it, that would be a thing, wouldn't it? Can we have like a little yeah. two-minute J news update for very important yeah. stories? Yes. Well, since you're the only person in the world that reads newspapers, we might as well. <laughs> yes, and you know that well. That is my morning routine. Read the newspaper like I'm my grandfather. I'm, yeah. I'm probably the Cleveland Plain Dealer's last uh, subscriber under the age of, what, maybe 70 at this point? <clears throat> yeah. And those old people are just using it to like clean up spills in their house anyway, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> All right, so we got we got Jake Shields, Douglas Murray, and uh, Dan. What was Dan's last name? I didn't write that so, down. So, Soder, Dan Soder, oh, so, so, Soder, Soder, yeah, Solar, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. I le- I, mean, I usually have things written down by something that I can remember them by rather than their name. Like, oh, the British guy. I mean, that's how I put. We've known each other 20 years now, and I still have you in the in the phone as Adam England. So. <laughs> no. No doubt, no <laughs> yeah. doubt. Well, so Jake Shields, I mean, uh, I really enjoyed this one because Jake has been in Nick and Nate Diaz's MMA camp forever. And that includes Cron Gracie, who is uh, the school that um, I train at there in Bozeman. Um, yeah, legend. I mean, this guy has been in the fight game forever. I mean, I can't even remember... I don't even think I was watching fights um, before he got in there. So even though he's a young guy, I mean, he's just been around for all time. I mean, fought everybody who's the most brutal guy of all time. It, you know, his stand-up game has always been a little bit of a struggle compared to, like, top-flight fighters. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he was in front of me, he'd knock me out in a second. But, you know, when you you get to see the difference when he's, like, facing solid boxes or or kickboxes or whatever but his jiu-jitsu has always been absolutely murderous i mean just terrifying 
and he seems like such a nice guy too. He was like very humble and chilled and polite and he just even with like that long career and everybody knows who he is in the MMA world, he really did seem like uh just like a very down to earth dude, which is really awesome. Didn't he say that he was clean like sober, clean? vegan or something too yeah yeah I, I, he i thought it was pretty cool well i'll say this i'll reference this first a lot of this stuff especially when it comes to i know rogan obviously is going to bring on a lot of ufc guys and uh and fighters and such and and certainly um i get a little lost in some of the references there because my, i mean you turned me on to watching ufc i was one of those guys who was like oh it's too brutal i can't do it can't watch it you know uh Pussy. i love boxing have always loved boxing um, my one of my dad's best friend covered boxing for the Plain Dealer growing up. Um, I've watched all the big fights over the years. You know, obviously your boy this week. I was watching that. Um, so, you know, I I don't have as much reference obviously as you do, but yeah, there's always a lot of good storylines with these guys uh, separate to that that I can connect with. And and I mean, I've watched a good amount of UFC now over the last so many years since you turned me on to it. Uh, obviously. You know Conor McGregor and some of the other guys that I that I enjoyed the showmanship of it certainly that relates to boxing. But yeah, they were talking about. Um, he mentioned Chuck Liddell, which I actually I've uh, one of my good friends is a good buddy of his. Uh, so I, I that obviously a reference I knew. But yeah, Jake was talking about the fact that he grew up vegan, uh, same as me. As you know, um, I've been vegan almost forty years now. Um, and and have and they you kinda, really? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I became vegan when, or vegetarian, I should say, when I was uh, four. So, yeah, that's almost 40 years now. And, you know, I played a good number of sports. I uh, played sports in college. I was probably one of the original vegan athletes before that was even a cool thing. Um, and it's, it's funny to me because I see, like... Wait, wait. Are you saying that it's cool now? What? Look, there's a lot of people... <laughs> It's it's funny to me because when I was growing up, there was nowhere to go to eat anything vegan, vegetarian. You you, you went to a restaurant, you said, "Oh, I'm vegetarian." They looked like you for you, like you were from outer space. You know, oh, we have a we have a iceberg lettuce salad with two tomatoes and uh, two croutons, and here's some ranch dressing. Oh, you can't eat that. Okay, well here's some oil and vinegar. Well, obviously the world has changed. You know, my 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 parents grew up exposing me to you know meditation, yoga vegetarian eating but yet i was more of a traditional kind of kid sports kid whatever so i was certainly the black sheep in those circles and that stuff was not cool and now you go around town and all the trendy hipster places are loaded with you know veggie restaurants and yoga studios and whatever so and and he kind of referenced that i thought it was cool that he and i had a very similar upbringing um and his thing was more about and and rogan uh talked about it hating factory farming um and and kind of the idea of it, I've always said to me, it's more about the unconscious consumption of of animals that is more of a bother to me. Like you know, if I was ever gonna eat meat or or whatever, I would go out and hunt that shit and kill it myself, maybe with my bare hands. Uh, at least you, at least you have some connection to what you're what you're killing and eating and consuming. Whereas like the 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 unconscious connection to food, where we're just smashing it. You know, uh, and not even relating it to to being an animal that uh, that at one time was alive is really the bigger bothersome for me. But and that's the stuff that he referenced, which I thought was pretty cool. So that that connected me to the podcast right away. You know, was that guy? Yeah. Well, number one, um, I like the enthusiasm of how you would be as a hunter, but you are killing zero <laughs> animals with your bare hands, Jay. Okay. 
This uh, is what about a mouse or a rat? Maybe I, I, I couldn't crates. catch them anymore. No, yeah. You corner one of those things, they run up your leg. You'd freak out. <laughs> this is the like kind of thing. Yeah. Is this is what I hear when people talk about fighting, and yep. they have never done it, and they're just like, "Bro, I'll tell you what. If I had to, though, if I." And Rogan talks about this all the time. He's just like, "All right, steady on, okay? You're not <laughs> no." You're gonna get nothing. I could give you all the. I could give you grenades, and you'd come back with no food. You understand me? Dude, t- tail between you'd my legs. You probably blow yourself up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's Jack? I'd come back with one leg. Well, we could eat my other leg. Fuck it. You know. Yeah, it's all I got, bro. Uh, you just hobble in bleeding, and you're like, I'm going back to vegetables. <laughs> really like this farming thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, man. It, now. Answer me this, because this is something that Rogan brings up a lot. And he's had people on that are vegetarian, vegan, all the rest of it. Now, I grew up vegetarian. I was for the first 13 years of my life till I moved to the U.S. and tasted the delicious, delicious world of steak. And mm. I never looked back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And as you know, I've been I kill stronger. I... Go ahead. Yep. Uh, I've just been stronger than ever since. So I've never looked back. But he talks often about the fact that. You know, there's like deficiencies with nutrition and there needs to be like specific supplementation. I know Jake talked about there being no supplementation in his diet and he's a top tier athlete. Like, do you take anything? Like, how does that work for you? I mean, you've always been crushing it. What are you now? Like, you're 45. 44, yeah. Yeah, and you run circles around most 30-year-olds, I know, for sure. Like, and that is not an exaggeration. So what's going on there why these why are some people doing this type of diet and it just does not work for them at all they feel terrible well i think there's a a a number of things that play in it and it was funny that rogan went into right away like the old you know typical lamo questions that i used to get and still get all the time like oh where do you get your protein you know like well well, what do you eat every day like oh i mean Pretty much the same stuff you do, dude, like, but just with some slight variances or changes. But, you know, it's interesting to think, like, even the way that they break down the nutritional information on a product, like, say, oh, there's this amount of grams of protein. Well, that's really just meaning that there's a certain number of the amino acids that that form that the, the essential amino acid uh, circle um, all, all available in that food. Well, your body's able to put a lot of those amino acids together separately from many different foods and then it's like a basket it holds them and it puts it together so you know you don't have to um necessarily now i will say this i do i have stuck with my vegetarian vegan diet um as i got older more for ethical reasons than health ones i think there are a lot of benefits to and my mom hopefully isn't listening to this uh a lot of benefits to eating meat uh from a health standpoint, especially like, you know, lean, uh, unprocessed, clean meats to that sort. Um, the bigger change for my life was eliminating dairy, uh, sugar, and gluten going on almost 20 years now. That's probably more the reason why I can run circles at 40-something than it is the meat portion. Um, but, yeah, I mean, certainly it, you have to be a little bit more meticulous probably with what you don't eat than what you do because it's very easy to eat a lot of shit uh, when you're – a vegetarian honestly i know a lot of people that convert to being vegetarian and they end up eating a lot of you know crappy carbs and 
you know, just get, get, and the other thing too, you have to give your body a, a period of time to adjust because your body actually looks for its nutrients in certain foods as it breaks it down. Um, and when you massively change that quickly, your body really processes that a lot of that through as just waste. And it, you have to give it some time to catch up and say, okay, where am I kind of looking for my nutrients in these newer foods and, and, and assimilating them in, in your, in your small intestine and stuff. So it takes some, it takes some time and some getting used to, uh, for your body, uh, to do that. And so, and, and be honest with you, what I've seen, a lot of people just aren't ready, uh, for it or, um, their bodies just, it, it never really acclimates well to them. Uh, I think that, that, you know, whether it's some of those old books, like eat right for your blood type or, or whatnot. Um, there's just, some people are different. We're all different. I think even Rogan talked about that a few times in a, in a couple of these podcasts, like, Hey, whether it's training, whether it's eating, whatever, um, you know, we're all different and some stuff that works for one person won't work for another. So, um, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's probably partially what it is. I, you know, and here's part of what I would say. It's like the people that do really well eating vegan and they're still solid athletes. I wonder also if they just got like every now and again a really good organic piece of steak in them. That, you know, that, that was yep. just pro- like the amount of nutrition in there in a, maybe a small dose, right? I wonder if that could add something to their performances. Like, I would hate to think that anyone's running out of deficit, right? And I'm not trying to promote it in that sense, but I don't know. If I did um, hunt, say, an elk, and it was, you know, like a hunted elk, so as organic as you want, would you have a bite of that? I know you haven't eaten meat forever, but isn't that the best way to do it? Well, if I were going to do it, I think that would be the way. Um, you know, something along those lines. And, and, and I'll say this, I'm not, it's funny to me too, because you get all these new age, you know, pretentious uppity, you know, fucking vegans, uh, yogis, whatever, who holier than thou to me, it's just my life. Like that's how I grew up. This is what I do. I don't, doesn't make me any worse, any better than anybody else. It's just the way that I eat and, and, and live my life. So, you know, there's so many people, Oh, I do this or I don't do that. And I, that makes me great. Well, you know, to me, it's just what you do, um, what I do, what I've always done. Um, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, there's a little bit of this or that. Like I got into working with a friend of mine who's a naturopath and did a lot of um, supplementation through Standard Process, which is a great uh, supplement company that a lot of chiropractors use. Um, is that a is that a shout out? What do they call it? Oh, okay, what a promo. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Placement Something. product placement. Yeah, um, but. A lot of their stuff is is bovine derived from uh, cows and such, and so I've taken some of those supplements over the years. Uh, so I guess you could say officially at that point in time I wasn't truly a vegetarian or whatever. But yeah, um, and even a couple of my friends have always said, "Man, there's just something that happens." Even my friends that eat really clean, or you know, I was doing raw food stuff when I lived in LA for a while. Like, man, you get a piece of, you know chicken breasts clean in you and they would just say oh man you just feel the power of that go into you right away and really you can just feel it go right into the muscles maybe that's a thing i don't know i've never experienced it so i'm not 100 percent sure you could probably speak to that better but well we're gonna get you some steak all right and also yeah you definitely sound like one of those pretentious fucking vegan guys right now (laughs) god bless you love it last thing i want to hit on that they were banging on about 
and this this hits home for both of us is the state of LA after COVID. And also, he was talking about San Fran. Have you spent much time in San Fran? Love it. One of my favorite cities. Absolutely. Yeah. I, we filmed that that uh, short film that I was in. God, that's 15-some years ago up there. And that was one of my absolute favorite times of my life. That place <clears throat> is amazing. Was that that gay porn you made? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a short one, though, at least. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it just it pains me when these people talk because... there are so many people that both of us know and we've experienced that that really made that city great now it's easy for a lot of the rest of the country to harp on california for sure and i get it okay i totally understand especially now that i've moved to bozeman and they call it boz angeles and they get annoyed about people from la moving up there and kind of changing the place it's like yeah i i understand 100 percent what you're talking about but there are places there you know and we're not talking the valley or any of the dumps but like by the beach santa monica venice san fran they're really just beautiful wonderful places with plenty of great people there's always those wackos but you know when you live there you just stay away from you know you know who you're hanging out with and who not it's just good energy and to see it collapse like this and i've talked about this a bunch it just it just kills me to know that that's how it still is i mean jay Jamie was talking about it getting cleaned up um, and, you know, Venice being clear up. Some of my friends kind of say it. Some others don't, depending on where they are in Venice and what how they're perceiving things. But it still sounds like, an, a, a, like just a mess. It sounds like somewhere you need to stay away from for like, I don't even know, the next five years. I don't know how long it's going to take for that place to get back to normal. Well, what, what, when were you there last? I forget. Didn't you go there and just go on a raging bender or something? When was that? Probably. I yeah. think that was 2020, uh, maybe September. I did like two weeks of... That was like my big hurrah goodbye yeah. to yeah. that area. And right. I think it was almost... I think like three homeless people kind of came at me pretty aggressively in ways I'd not had before. And I worked security there at one of the bars and i'd never experienced it i mean there was there was just this heightened level of like tension all throughout the place which was super upsetting i was there a few months back uh staying with my buddy who lives like uh right around universal up on the hill there um yeah right by uh right by vivid entertainment behind the street there so that i could stop in and say hi to the girls you know um and uh they they um it was it wasn't bad it was um it wasn't what i thought it was going to be uh, it wasn't uh you know this uh escape from la post apocalyptic uh, kurt russell uh, scenario uh, they had just <laughs> lifted a lot of the mass mandates and stuff and you know i mean there were some wackos doing their thing in both directions bro so it's like and that I don't think will ever change in that city. Uh, that's part of the charm and the beauty of it, I guess. But, uh, no, I had a great time, and I thought things were at least partially back to normal. And, you know, it was, it, it, the, the freeways were like, you know, I was there, what, eight years, seven years. You were there, what, three or four or five? Um, mm-hmm. It was always like they used to say after an earthquake. You know, there's so many people. I forget what the numbers are, but I'll just make them up, which is always fun. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? Nucky Thompson said. Uh, th- I thought there's like 11 million people in L.A. 
L.A. County, maybe. I don't know what it is. Something, something it, like that. Yeah. Yeah, but they say there's probably another six million illegal or transient people living in L.A. Um, and as soon as there's an earthquake, man, all those fucking people leave. <laughs> you know, and and everything clears out for a while, and it's like this blissful paradise of L.A. with you know not seemingly half the amount of people, and that's how it was. The traffic was way better. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, we'll see if people are going to come back, if people left for good. Um, who knows, dude? It's going to be interesting to see. But L.A.'s L.A. You know, we were out in Malibu for a bit. I mean, nothing really changes there ever. You know, when the housing crash happened in 2009, I think the houses went down for about two months, and then all the internationals bought it up again and everything came back. So, dude, L.A.'s L.A. It's never going away. Um whether it'll 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 come back and people will come back. I mean, that's the same thing they're talking about in New York now. Uh, I was just watching the other night. It's yeah. people already starting to come back. So, yeah. Well, I'm not going back there for a while. They need to sort that shit out. All right, let's jump over to Douglas Murray. This guy was fascinating. I didn't. I'd heard of him, you know, a few times. I feel like, um. I don't know. I I just got a really good sense of like what where he was coming from and um it, so much of his take on the, just the chaos right now. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, and this guy was great, dude. I mean, I have I did my homework for you and my notes are like 6 pages, so I don't think we're going to get to them all. But uh yeah, I, they had a uh, uh, Rogan dropped something at the beginning about the whole like COVID mask thing being a dog and pony show, which of course we've seen now for practically the most of this, you know, put your mask on and then they don't realize the camera turned off and they took or camera still running and they took it off, uh, you know, and, oh, hurry up, put it back on. And then they went after something about, they were talking about something about, I know this guy, I don't know him well. I did do a little uh, looking up into what he's all about and he's, I guess he's, pretty close with uh who is a jordan peterson um mm-hmm. and he's got uh you know i, I mean there's a, some very interesting stuff he was talking about um i know at the beginning they were talking about how cnn uh streaming service was charging money or something oh uh, so they yeah. made they made cnn plus yeah. right yeah and this was a cnn's big push to like become relevant again thanks to complete morons like brian stelzer yeah yeah yeah. thinks is like 55 years old because he's just he's definitely that kid from school that you just like will like sometimes you look at some people and you're like no it's okay to bully that guy that's fine dude this like that is so annoying everything that he says and how he comes across so anyway cnn plus spent 300 million and and this is a big part of it too. It's almost like CNN has been around so long. They've got so much capital. They almost work like a government institution where they can just throw like almost infinite money. I would I would count 300 million as like infinite money on on like a corporate scale. It's one company with a third of a billion dollars to throw at a program that 10,000 subscribers sign up for dude yeah. it takes us it takes us talking now like this two months to get that many more people yeah two months guess yep. how much we spend on it well you probably will get no a idea. few kombuchas in that nice. time Woo. yeah i'll get 
you know, maybe a couple of six packs uh, to do the pod with. That's about the investment that we have to put in and we maintain that viewership. They spent, just again, because it astounds me, 300 million for 10,000 subscribers. And then they just went, oh, we're just going to close it. And that money is gone. Dude, three, three they, <laughs> Rogan said, yeah, they wanted to charge some for something that nobody wanted to watch to begin with. Great. What a brilliant idea. And, <laughs> you know, they, they, they covered some great stuff on there. Some of the just stuff that is so obvious, it hits you over the head. They're talking about, the, you know, it's the creepy weirdos that are on that sometimes. Now, I shouldn't say sometimes, but that, that, that you mentioned Brian Stelter, Seltzer, whatever his name is, Seltzer, El Orchestra. This dude, <clears throat> he reminds me of a guy because that, that I had to look him up because I I don't I certainly don't t- I don't watch much TV or news at all in in general I watch you know some sports and some movies and stuff but like I, I one of the things they reference and this is why I do it they said you know what through all this if you turn off your social media and you turn off your you know CNN or your Fox News or your whatever and you just go out and live in the world with people right. And just be with your neighbors and the people you see at the grocery store and whatever. And you realize that the world is not that bad. That most people are good, inherently good, solid, kind, loving, generous people. Now, we're, we're all not that way sometimes. But the majority of the time in the world, that's what you have. And they, they, they reference that in there. But point is, that's why I stay off a lot of that stuff most of the time. But this Brian guy I had to look him up. And they're like, yeah, he's like 32 years old. And he looks like he's 60. And he does. But he also reminds me of, you know, you get the, because people say this to me, like, oh, dude, you look so good for 44. I mean, oh, when you were, you know, when I was 40, it's like, oh, you look like you're 28. And then you get other people that say this. They're like, hey, you, you, you haven't changed in 25 years. You look the same. Yeah, you know why? Because you fucking look like you were 65 when you were 30, bro. <laughs> that, that's why. You already looked 60 then. That's this dude, man. What a, wow. Yeah, that guy definitely you- looks 60. Do you ever look at some people and you're like, I can't even ever imagine you with hair. Like that's him. Oh like, yeah. Like he was like he was born, you know, and babies don't have hair and like so he looked old. Yep. And then he maybe never had it. And then that's just who he is. Yeah. I'm, and th- it, th- it seems easy to just pick on someone because he says so much dumb shit that now we pick on the fact that he's like a fat guy out of shape, obviously doesn't take care of himself and mostly looks terrible. But but at the same time, it's like you put it all together. It's like you say the dumbest shit. He was harping on a Elon Musk's buying of Twitter the other day, and he was just like, "Well, now you know, now one person owns it, and he gets control all the dialogue on everything." And I'm like, "Well, hold on. Yeah, the reason he bought it is because they were censoring everything before." Yeah. And shutting people down and not explaining it. And there were like billions of bots on there that were like possibly controlling elections. Yep. It's like, what are you talking about, CNN? Yeah, wasn't you that clip be amazing? Wasn't that clip amazing that the 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 the, man, the hypocrisy of that guy spewing on about how well now Elon could control the elections by banning people that he doesn't want to, wait, uh what, uh, isn't that what was happening before? Like, what are you talking about? Just not in your favor, I guess. I don't know. And then they were talking about how <laughs> how the world is covered in, you know, two minute sound bites by five talking heads, 
and it's like, this is a really important topic. It's the most important topic of the week. We're going to cover it in 60 seconds with five people. And okay, now we got to go to commercial. Wow. It's really important. So very important that, that you gave it that much, that much press, you know? And yeah. And that's then, the kind and of then it goes, it goes to commercial and it's like brought to you by Pfizer. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, who the who is even watching these news channels now? I don't I know. Really, is it just like who's left of the baby boomers? I sh- I mean, I'll say my mom watches it, and of course we have our little uh, you know, dust ups about that and other things. But I mean, they're they obviously have an audience, and I know some of the people, and I know some of the people that watch the other side, you know, and just consume it all day every day and just regurgitate it and don't have any you know of their own thoughts or ideas uh it's just it's just like listening to a tape recorder um, yeah it's, it's but yeah, definitely but th- not that popular they talked about this uh on on rogan's podcast with with this guy you know don't talk about things that you don't really know about you you know that's me you know i, I feel like i have a pretty good basic knowledge of a lot of different subjects and things from whether that's from reading or traveling or whatever but dude like, if I don't know about something, I'm going to tell you, man, I have no idea what, what anything about that. Tell, it, it, inform me, please. I'd love to know, you know. And uh, and the other thing that they talked about on there is, and, and certainly I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm preemptively saying this now because I'm sure I'm going to fucking piss off a bunch of people for however many times you have me on. Um, <clears throat> Rogan said, if you're going to talk about something, you just, and really talk about it you have to risk being offensive and this ties into elon's thing you know like if you can't have a society where you have thoughts just flow they're flowing between us right now right like we're not reading this off a script and you have to risk being somewhat offensive at times to have real conversations you just do and and then you can back off and say hey man i made a mistake i thought about it I, i i i was wrong or I, sh- you know, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the only way you can have real dialogue anymore. Yeah. Spoiler alert: We're gonna be wrong a ton. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure I've already been wrong 17 times on this podcast. So I'm sure that just check your inbox. But that's the thing. There's like no space for it now. And they, it, they even moved into talking about like wokeism everywhere. Right? It's in the military now. Disney, every corporation, like you name it. Right, it started the universities, and people weren't worried about it. And this is how Jordan Peterson got popular: is he spoke out about this and said, "Look, if we start with this, right, starts with like pronoun stuff, and then moves into like woke energy, it's going to get pervasive in all of society. And the end point of this is very dangerous." And he references a lot of things. Right, the Nobody took him seriously then, but but people that are fans of him did. The media tried to crush him. You know, there was that BBC interview where that lady was giving him a hard time about his, like, gender point of view, and then just people, he's been so misrepresented. Yeah. Yep. But it's now absolutely pervasive. We see it everywhere. Like, where is there not wokeism, honestly? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that was the point when they were talking about like that whiplash summer where it's like everyone locked down. If you care about others, you're going to stay inside. And then all of a sudden it was, wait a second. If you care about others and you care about black people, you need to get out in the streets and riot and not worry about COVID and masks and being around people. And it was like this whiplash summer he was talking about 
where and it was whiplash and thinking of everything bro like think about this and you'll know this is true because i have family members and friends and whatever i very rarely over the last 25 years have changed my bottom line thinking about something and i've said this many times 25 years ago i was one of the more liberal-minded people that i knew okay the way that i grew up and everything else now i'm probably one of the more conservative-minded people that i know but nothing has changed about what i think the baseline has changed that's what's changed in the world over the last 25 i mean progressivism is a perpetuation it has to continue it liberalism to be more liberal than what happened before you have to be more it's more and has to keep going that's just basic definition of it right so that's all changed and the other thing that they talked about is social media has ruined so much of this because every single person now with their accounts and their this and their look at me and their well, I'm going to change the world. Everybody thinks that whatever topic is important to them is like we I'm going to be the next Martin Luther King. I'm going to change the world next and we're all we all need to be sometimes like if you look at the history of time, there's a lot of just dead space where there's not a lot of stuff that happens. There isn't some big movement that comes along and needs to be, you know, just shake the trees and change the world. And now because everybody's constantly connected every single day, it's like, oh, what am I doing today to make the world better, to change the world? Well, dude, I mean, there has to be an ebb and a flow. There has to be a swing. You know, there has to be some downtime in, in, in humanity where we just exist. There doesn't have to be, but everyone's looking to be the next, you know, superstar woke superstar of whatever the thing is well i think i think two things are happening there one history wasn't recorded as well as it used to be so it seemed like shit wasn't happening but stuff was probably happening and um also another thing is i mean it reminds me of a norm mcdonald joke where he's talking about uh his grandfather how he would literally only have two pictures of him taken ever because you have to stand still for like 10 minutes and you know he had to get back to the farm and feed the hogs so he tells a story about how um in the future you could be like hey you want to see 100,000 pictures of my grandfather from every single day of his life which is exactly how it kind of is with a lot of people now i mean the amount of pictures that i know that some people take it's like i'll go on some people's instagrams especially some of the people that i knew in la just to like catch up see where they're at i think my last picture that i posted was from like two and a half years ago and it was a picture of me 15 years before that that somebody sent me that just looked good and i was like oh it's a great old picture that was a fun time I have people that post multiple pictures a day on there. Every day. Like, we've never captured ourselves like this, ever. And it it's ridiculous, almost. Do, like, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. I mean, it is kind of like the new historical record of change. But, but does, like you're saying, does it maybe, you know, unrealistically push us through new change or like create the energy for like constant change because things can't just remain the same for a while i don't know dude 
yeah for absolutely absolutely i i don't know it's uh man it's yes yeah, i don't know it's, it's a it's a why this is i mean I, I hate to sound old but this has been the wildest time of my life as far as what the world looks like isn't it i just it's like a whole something else there's definitely something else going on right now well it's whatever it is i mean i'm not worried about it to me i don't think that just because things change and it's different than it was and maybe it's weirder that it's bad like probably every generation does this and this is why people shouldn't live forever because you get stuck in your ways and then you know we're just like crotchety old bastards sat on a you know a porch at like 140 years old because of new science technology not dying yeah. going oh well back in the day things were so much better and it's like come on were they people can didn't you, live can, to 140 then can you imagine what some of these tattoos are gonna look like bro speaking of like you know having too many pictures of yourself or whatever man whoo some of these tattoos on 70 80 year olds are gonna yeah they're <laughs> gonna look like some contemporary art man holy shit no no they're gonna have they're going to have like new collagen replacement therapy. Everyone's going to have tight skin, my friend. No, the t full skin replacement. They just like take it off in, a, in you know one layer. So everything comes off and they just glue some new shit back on. Boom. Done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then they'll have a new, you know, because now the, you know, being hot is like looking like, you know, a duck that ran into a wall at 80 miles an hour for these girls you know and having having nails that you could do you know 17 bumps of coke at once off of you know i i you ever see some of these nails i go to the grocery store and these girls and she's taken 60 times longer to check out because she's got nails so long that she can't pick up anything she can't touch the screen like there should be some kind of rule in a place like that that you can't have nails like that. You know what I it's mean? It's like Edward Scissorhands trying to get into a water bed. Yeah, for sure. Or, or or Edward Scissorhands trying to check me out at the grocery store. Like, let's mm -hmm. get it together here. Take those damn things off. Come, what the fuck, man? Yeah, but also on the reverse is there's, you know, the Jeff Bezos that went from a complete nerd at 20 to being a total jacked, you know, party animal. In, Animal, what, bro. 60s? Look at him. Baller. Dude, he's jacked. Yeah. Jacked. Uh-huh. There is yeah. no way he's not juiced up to the gills. Uh, he's got, he's he got has... growth hormone, wind straw. He's got it all, bro. That dude is balling. Like, it's like that old guy that used to pop up on your Facebook. Like, uh, Remember that dude that was like 75 and just shredded? And it was like, oh, call our aging clinic. You want to look like this guy? And he was just shredded, bro. <laughs> you remember that guy? He's almost yeah, as famous yeah. as that big black guy with the cock. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like that. That was the, that guy, and then and then that old white dude that was just shredded. Yeah, and bold. So yeah, yep. he had like definitely the face of a grandpa, but the yep. body of like a super jacked like thirty-five-year-old. Yes, absolutely. Put me to and, shame, bro. At at when I was twenty-eight, I'm looking at this and guy honest, like, what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, and he's the canary in the coal mine, right? I say this about Sylvester Stallone. I know Joe has too. It's like, that's who you keep an eye on. If they make it, like, if all these things are so bad for you, which maybe they are and they say that they are, but it can't be as bad as, like, smoking and chronic drinking. Yeah, um, just feeling like it, shit if, about yourself. 
if they make it to like 80 something and they're still jacked it's like well that definitely is the new health food of the future and you should do it i mean i it's think like, it's why, it already why would you be. not yeah it probably should be already i think that's just you know I, it's so much if it gets tied with sports competition that that's what turns the generalized public off to it but from a health standpoint in smaller doses probably probably fairly good for you and if it leads to better mental health man then, then that's all that matters if you see yourself or you're able you're able to partake in things in life that give you pleasure and joy uh and i don't mean sexually but i mean also sexually but you know sports and and activities and you can have a better positive mental attitude because your body functions better then that's going to lead to a better overall healthy life no doubt no doubt all right, so when are you getting on this stuff, Jay? I'm already hearing <laughs> I'm, that yeah, you're going to eat not, elk meat, yeah. and now you're committing to getting roided out of your mind. Out you of my mind. Nuke, yeah. new canary in the coal mine. Which After is watching that movie last night, The Northman, bro, forget the you know New Zealand football team chant and, and forget some of the you know other macho fucking not crazy bullshit you see. You want to you wanna feel like an absolute insane manly warrior inside talk about toxic masculinity go watch this fucking dude oh my god bro Woo! you fucking badass all right well number one we don't use toxic masculinity on this podcast okay? why i love it so you need to slow down with oh, that and okay. th- so that movie's out i want to see that where'd you get that uh it's at the theater i went and see it yeah oh can i just yeah. buy it at the house i don't want to go to a theater uh, you have to wait a month now. I think is what they give you. It's a little different than when we were growing up, but you know you can. Damn it, yeah, dude, you yeah. should be able to get that right away. People have theaters of their house now. You make popcorn for way cheaper and it's better. Yeah, you, right, I, I don't want to. I don't want to miss this part because I, I wrote this down. I thought this was very interesting, and I'd never thought of this. And you and I cover a lot of things, but uh, our British friend, our other British friend, mentioned a couple things. Uh, they were on that topic of like the trans swimmer, the dude, and uh, the trans inmate that impregnated the two female inmates, and 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 then there was something they had. So, they showed some video of like some thrusting women hip thing. I forget. Do you remember what that was about? But the point is, I made a note that said one of his lines was uh, talking about how when 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 these you know f- republics start to fade, when these great empires start to take their downturn, they get overly infatuated with gender identity Mm. it's it it runs parallel to so many of the uh past um declines of societies is that at the end of you know when they're starting to decline they get unbelievably um kind of obsessed with yeah with gender identity and such and i thought that was a really interesting uh point that he made that i'd never thought of in that in that light well if it's true we're there I mean, let's also go back to the inmate that impregnated some people. What an absolute legend. Legend, bro. I saw that. I was like, um, note to self, if I ever have to go to jail, trans. 100% trans. I mean, it sounds like we're purely making fun of that whole thing, right? But if you are faced with jail time that could be forever... It would be a really good time to consider transitioning, I would imagine. Be a brilliant time, yeah. Probably, yeah, probably mm. the best time, you know. And then the best time to transition back out is, you know, close to when you're when you gotta when you can get out. Yeah. 
Something, yeah. Something or like maybe that. you like it and you just stick with it. Yeah. You know? I mean, no, no judgment on this end, but I feel like that is really not one of the worst jail sentences I've ever heard when you get over there. I'm surprised it was, what, you only impregnated two women? Two? I yeah, feel yeah. like, uh-huh. hey. You must have only been hey. in there for a day and a half. <laughs> a couple, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks. All right, let's jump over to Dan uh, Solder. Bit of comedy at the end here. Um, let's break up the depression of of the news guy. Dan is a pretty fucking hilarious comedian. I've uh, not seen him live, but I've seen a lot of his stuff on YouTube, and he's in the right circles. I mean, he's a very, very funny dude. Uh, definitely worth checking out, always. Does remind me a little bit of the Gillis guy, you know? Not as kind of southern, I guess, but like same kind of comedy, uh, which is great. Like he pushes the limit, and in this woke world, it's got to be done. Uh, one person they talked about early on that I want to talk about is Fedor. Fedor as the ultimate MMA fighter. Now, Jay, I know, um, you know, you're not super up to date with with the MMA stuff, but that's like everybody that I talk to on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Fedor is? Uh, yeah, I've heard the name. I've heard the name. Okay, I mean, you, you so know me, just it's, to be it's, clear, it's it's he's... for me. It's 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 uh, obviously McGregor, and of course Stipe because he's from Cleveland and he's Croatian and I'm Slovenian. I'm I'll, I've I went to his fight here. I've watched all his fights. I've watched some of them with you. That stuff I'm not gonna miss. But you know, the, yeah, the so, deep intricacies. So you know the fifteenth ranked guy on this certain. I'm I, no idea. Well, anyway, the the yeah. So you know the newer people that have buzz. Fedor is really like the ultimate legend, really, of MMA. So he's like the Tyson from back in the day, but it's not even that back in the day. I mean, he was fighting, I think, like maybe up to, I don't even know, maybe five years ago, all through the 2000s, like maybe in the 90s, but I'm not sure. He's a Russian guy, but he just smashed everyone. I mean, he was he was like 40 and 0 like just crushing at heavyweight. They never got him to the UFC, but he's just someone that I've been such a huge fan of forever, so I love that they start with that. Um and yeah, just shout out to that legend. See, I kind of I, mean, I missed the in-between and a very significant section of the in-between. Um I would watch like I remember watching Bob Sapp uh, oh le- yeah yeah Legend. and fights him and some other dude used to always fight it was always on at like two in the morning you know you get home after some night of drinking you throw that on it'd be like you'd have two, two options espn one espn two there'd be you know bob sap smashing some dude and, and he have some, and those fights were unbelievable because it was like watching rocky shit where people were just getting smashed you know there wasn't all this like rolling on the ground stuff that you know i i have a problem staying in on you know all this whatever it is uh, what have you? Uh, but, Wrestling, but, yeah, whatever. But yeah, just well, that's smashing that's each other. You, you only watch popular sports because you just yeah. you're a sheep. You're Go one on, of the oh, like sh- yeah, yeah. American sheep, sheep uh-huh. that just 
you know, baseball and the no, you know, football. Dude, and... Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna prove you wrong right now. You know how that is? Because I'm going to tell you what I was watching on ESPN2 while Bob Sapp was smashing some dude. No, on ESPN2, they had some kind of Chinese nut-kicking contest. It was fucking amazing. I always say, did anyone else watch this? Because I was like the only person. It was like two dudes, and they would just kick each other. They'd have to allow each other to be kicked in the balls until one guy would just give up. That was like, that was the beginning of early that was their competition right that was ufc or whatever what was it called with bob said it wasn't called ufc it was called something else do you remember that that yeah that could have been pride or strike force something yeah it was usually like in japan or asia market yeah and 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 it was like that or this nut kicking contest that's what they were up against at the beginning so of course they had a leg up or a nut up or whatever you want to call it (laughs) yeah it's weird the other like they have like pillow fighting now with yeah. like people that can fight and then they have this arm wrestling thing where you have to hold the thing and they like slap each other in the face i mean they got some wacky shit they just there. make fu- a, they not- make fucking sports up now dude there's a fucking dude, it's- sport it's a ping pong table but you're playing soccer and you kick the ball and you can pass it amongst your teammate and then it's like the pain the i saw this the other day i mean look i'm all for spike ball one of the best new inventions of a game over the last so many years that that's amazing you have some killer games at the beach if you got some athletic dudes together watch some of that that shit is wild but like now they're just whatever they can throw against the wall a fucking soccer ping pong or some crazy shit i, I don't you know. gotta you got to try stuff out, man. See, you, you know, I'm glad that they still want to invent new things. Give it a shot. But, I mean, the fighting ones are, are just a bit silly. It's like, all right, well, we kind of got it. And then, if anything, the UFC came in and allowed you to do anything you wanted. And then they took a few things back just for the longevity of the fighters. And they didn't always get it wrong, right? Um, you know, some of the stuff, but, like, kicked like you don't want to soccer kick people in the face when they're on the ground that's bad nut shots are bad yeah. pulling hair bad i mean i don't think there was ever eye gouges that that's probably but i mean you're getting as close as you can in the fighting game for sure like no doubt well they, they let's talk won. talking about that let's talk about the tyson beating the shit out of someone on a plane <laughs> dude legend bro you know i got a soft spot in my heart for mike you know, always. Who who uh, doesn't? Yeah, of course. You know, he was, he was. I have my little my little thirty second Mike story. You know, you want to feel like an absolute fucking legend, bro. Have a Mike Tyson story. Uh, honestly, like, is there? It's like Jordan Tyson for our generation, right? Jordan Tyson. You know, uh, who would it be? Maybe in tennis, like Agassi or something, and then in football, it'd be Joe Montana or. You know, obviously newer Tom Brady, whatever. But yeah, from the '80s, it's like Jordan Tyson. That's it, right? And you have a. T- I'm at an airport, so my 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 buddy used to train uh, him, Mike, dancing if, of all things when he was going to be on Dancing with the Stars. So uh, I knew him in passing from that, and certainly he knew my friend fairly well. So I'm in an airport in Dallas, and. <clears throat> There's this huge just congregation of people flowing through the airport. I'm like, what the fuck's going on over? So I look over, and sure enough, there's Mike. He's walking. He's got a couple bodyguards with him and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that's what he brings. It's just nobody else. And he goes into this little like healthy food shop. I'm like, oh, I'll fucking dive in there. I dive in there, and I look up, and I say, hey, Mike, what's up, man? It's Jay from Vegas. You know, I'm Brent's buddy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he thinks, oh, 
what's up, Jay? What's up, buddy? Old Stan, say hi to Brett for me. And 500 people <laughs> looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, you want to feel like a big shot? You don't have to do shit. Just know, just have Mike Tyson throw you a couple of words in an airport, and everyone will look at you <laughs> like you're a fucking god, bro. Amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike was on Rogan. Uh, I listened to that one, obviously, as I, as I started this. And that reminded me of, of Side Story real quick. So this Dan guy who's a fighter, I didn't realize that on Spotify or even on Rogan that you have – I've listened to some of the sound clips over the last couple of years and stuff, but I don't uh, – you know, I wasn't a regular watcher. Um, but I didn't realize you could pull up the video. And so this guy's talking, and I'm listening to this for like an hour, and then I, I realize that I can watch the video. And I'm like – I'm like the, the, the voice of that dude did not match – what he looked like at all and it was just kind of a, a surreal experience to be like, oh, okay wow it's kind of, maybe i won't do that for like an hour i won't be like that that show the blind singer or whatever the hell it is where i don't get to see who they are and then oh wow okay no judgment here on whatever this guy looks like but yeah i i think it's better to watch like uh so when you go on to spotify and how you're listening to rogan like you can watch the video with it too and it's a good idea to get a bit of a image of the person as well while you're watching and some of their mannerisms and other stuff just because i feel like when you're listening to somebody talk if you don't see them like fidget around or maybe how direct they are when they talk to joe or whoever they're talking to you don't get the same sense of like who they are i think it's it's important to get like a lot of that you know, I mean, you and I are doing video now, even though we just do audio, but we do video so we can see each other. And it kind of helps with the conversation, like, you know, when to pace yourself and these sorts of things. I mean, you're obviously talking over me constantly, but that's just going to happen because that's podcasting. And yeah, that's I know goes, I'm fired but... already. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> but it. But it does help, right? It does kind of help you give a sense of it. It, it just is funny how we we're so used to like matching voices to people imagine if no one ever saw mike tyson and oh you just God. hear him speak i don't even know what you would think he would be <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A, what is that a leprechaun <laughs> i don't know <laughs> right got it up would in the be tree, got a hold of the wrong stuff it would be a definitely a stranger shape than we imagine with him and it, yeah that's no it's, but yeah mike obviously what is that well, kid thinking? Also, you did not answer the question. What did you think about him punching that guy? You just yeah, I mean, rambled on. What, 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 what else would you be thinking? I guess maybe the kid, and you know, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for '80s collectibles. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Maybe the kid has just played a bunch of that game and thought he's like his homie. You know, like not a big deal. I'm just, you know it's mike he's not gonna smash me of course not i mean first of all i think they talked about it. oh he can't right i i i i don't know that kid looked pretty wasted or something in the he, little video i saw so he was wasted. he was definitely drunk for sure and probably thought wow i've never met a celebrity before and this guy's a legend and it was just funny that he was on rogan like the week before as well it was only a couple so days like, yeah yeah he just goes on Rogan, flies to San Francisco, leaves from there, and then this guy is just... I mean, the way the video unfolded, I can't imagine there will be any charges because nobody's going to be able to watch that and be like, oh, yeah, this guy wouldn't have been the most annoying person to be pestering you while you're, like, sat in first class just trying to chill out. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, 
you know, he just turns around and just starts whacking him. Supposedly, the kid, like, either threw a water bottle at him or, like, poured water on Mike Tyson. I mean, seriously? He, he obviously didn't watch his fight with Roy Jones where he absolutely demolished him. Uh, at 55 years old or whatever. I mean, you did we watch that together? I forget. Were you in town? No. no okay. I, 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 I didn't see it. I watched that, and I thought, dude, he could beat a lot of guys right now, you know, that are oh, half yeah. his age or less. Or, I mean, he, he was quick. His It was it was fantastic. I mean, he looked so good. Obviously, that kid didn't watch that because you would you would – think twice about <laughs> even at 80 i mean he'll give you the little dip under and that uppercut and a good night irene at 80 he'll be knocking dudes out at the freaking at the old age home bro hey is that my jello cup you took over there boom you've seen those you've seen those videos of like just like an old dude that knows how to box that goes yep. up against the youngster and just knocks him out immediately i mean that is just a regular old dude that knew some boxing like imagine tyson yeah. you know it's almost like okay he can't walk all that well anymore so he's in a wheelchair someone yeah. annoys him but he can stand up for like four seconds <laughs> and he just stands up and just f- rips him across the room yeah it just he's the last person you want to fuck with 100%. even on all this weed even though he's way more chill you don't want to mess with that guy 100 percent Dude, no. I was going to say, I made a couple other very interesting note points here from, from Dan's thing. I thought it was really interesting when they talked about, um, could you imagine if all of our news was online? Like, you make fun of me for reading the newspaper and shit, but like, they talked about the New York Times is an institution that has buildings and employees and assets and it takes so much time to build that over time. Say what you want about what they cover, or their bias or their whatever, like, how important it is to have these long-standing, um, you know, kind of institutions in in news. I thought that was a really interesting point from Dan's thing, and um, the other one that I thought was really interesting. He was talking about uh, they they were talking about Gary Clark Jr. You know, the guitarist. Uh, oh yeah, legend, legend, bro. The dude is unbelievable. They were talking about. Could you imagine like being around him as he's coming up? Or being around Mike, right? Parallel it to Mike, like you just see this, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Can you imagine, like, to be able to see someone through that? It reminded me. I used to always love listening to Stern when he was interviewing uh, Jimmy Iovine about Bon Jovi, and this is before you know I could send you, "Oh, listen to my t- my demo reel, I'll email it to you or whatever." He talks about how he's working in New Jersey. And the drummer from Bon Jovi, he goes and picks him up from the studio after they had done recordings, after their first day of that single hit. And he takes the tape, and he's like, we just finished this. And he says, oh, really? Yeah, let's throw it in. And he talks about this moment when they're in the car, and they throw in Slippery When Wet, one of the all-time greatest 80s albums, you know? And you're listening to that for the first time after it's just recorded, and no one else has listened to it. There has to be a moment where you hear something so good, like like they were talking about with Gary Clark Jr. or or watching Mike fight maybe when he was sixteen, where you're just like, "Holy shit, this is so fucking good. It's otherworldly good, and this is going to be something." That has to be how few people get to experience something like that early on, you know? 
yeah to be in the moment like the the first people that heard like a nirvana demo tape right and what what is the there isn't there a movie where uh oh the back to the future where they're like check oh, this out yeah, and he yeah, plays yeah. like hey chuck what you is know the that song, song? that's you know that song you've been looking for listen to this and he throws the phone out to him you know and he's and he's up there playing his song and they you know they make the play on words but yeah i mean there's just times where you hear something and you just know it's it's almost bigger than the artist or the or whoever it is it's like a, it's from the universe it's just meant to, Dude, to it, come out in that moment that must have been eminem for sure that must have been like he just starts going and yeah. and everyone's like wait wait what and yeah. they hear it and then they follow it up and they're like but wait for this He's yep. a white guy, and then that's it. People just lose their. <laughs> well, that's like They're Adele, like... bro. Speaking of, you're British. For the you know, my ex was super into her, and she used to always play it. And and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It sounds like some cool shit I missed in the '70s. It sounded like a black girl singing, you know, '70s funk, jazz, blah blah blah, something. And then I find out, like six or eight months later, she's like a fat white girl from England. And I was, I was mind blown. I was like, wait, what? I thought she was like a, a black singer from New Orleans or something. Yeah. She's mind- slimmed up now. Good for her. She's yeah, got great dating, shape. Uh, Lost a bunch of She's dating a Cleveland kid, too. She's dating Rich Paul, LeBron's buddy. That's how. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, she has ties to black culture. So there you oh, go. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that kind of covers it for this week. Thank you, Jay, for stepping in this impromptu last minute. Uh, pod session and guys as always appreciate you check out the website go over there for rogan news and any sorts of updates there and otherwise i'll see you nerds next week later do i am i supposed to say anything (laughs) oh fuck off (laughs) okay bye